I don't know about you, but there are times in life where you're so overwhelmed and you're like, wait, what is the blueprint? And then you look at the blueprint and you're like, oh yeah, that's right. It's well. <laughs> that's right. It's well. It's Jesus, right? It's well. Uh, so uh, thanks be to God uh, for the architect, you know? Um, I know my brother, he, uh, he builds medical buildings all across the country, so he's always building things. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Josh was uh, under, I think he was under him for, interned for him. Um, <laughs> so that was interesting. But, uh, uh, but building, you know, it's always so important to have plans, and uh, God does give us his plan when we don't even always understand the plan by our human thinking, uh, we know that he has the greatest plan and that is our salvation. And that's what today is all about. So remember that this day. And and speaking of plans, we're in Hebrews, right? Chapter 11, uh, verse 17 and following. And today we're going to talk about plans. Um, Abraham. That's right. Uh, let us pray. Our dearly Father, we thank you for this day. Uh, we thank you for this time. Bless us, O Lord, in your word. And guide us by faith, the faith in your will and plan. And through all things, uh, lead us by your spirit of truth as we humbly uh, trust uh, in your word and promise. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So Hebrews 11. Uh, I think we ended on um, 16 last week. And we're continuing on, I think, uh, at 17. Um, Yeah, this one's interesting, right? Uh, About Abraham. If someone could uh, read that for me. Yeah, so... What is, does anyone know the story about the sacrifice of Isaac? Oh, or the, not the sacrifice, (laughs) the near sacrifice of Isaac, uh, that the Lord commanded him to go, and and there he was actually prepared to do what? To do it. I mean, his son, right? Uh, And this is... uh, uh, what a great gift this was uh, by the promise of God. Yet now it was, no, now you're going to go to Mount Moriah and you're going to do what I say. And there by faith, uh, interesting, I think, I think my notes real quick. I know I had a nuance there. Uh, here we see... Uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. Okay. <laughs> um, that though uh, the, that though this was his favorite son or his, his this promised son, uh, there ironically uh, again uh, God calls him to to put him up for a sacrifice. Um, as we see in verse eighteen, if someone could read that. right so the lord wants for him to sacrifice his son but yet 
What did Nancy say right there? Or what did God say? Not Nancy say, but. <laughs> what did Nancy read right there? Through Isaac shall your offspring be named. So how does that work? So you want me to sacrifice my son, but yet through Isaac your offspring be named. Huh. So there is a, what's the word? There is a tension there of, wait, I thought this, but now you want me to do this. It just doesn't align together. But yet by faith, what does Abraham do? He proceeds and prepares uh, uh, for what is to come in the midst of what the Lord had told him, right? In the Old Testament, it doesn't say what going on says, 19, mm-hmm. that what Abraham was reasoned that God would raise the dead. Yeah, good. But in the story, you don't, in the Old Testament, you don't get that revelation or whatever about what Abraham was thinking. It was just his huge, devout faith in the Lord to put even his family, his promise, in let God be first. Even above his family. It's really hard. And in those, I mean, if you had, God asked you to do that. But this was before the Ten Commandments, before God saved us from kill, and it was also a time when all the other countries around were sacrificing their kids uh, to the moon god or whatever. So it was not so crazy in those days. Yeah, I mean, I mean, when it comes to the you know the false gods and all that they were doing, but but here, I mean, it was. He was the one true God, and, and good points, Chris, there. And, and it, is, it is profound uh, to think that uh, God would command him, and yet he would do. And, and that is, I, I think we might not be in that situation of, of sacrificing our own, our own children like Abraham, but I, I think the big picture of it all is that he had faith even in the midst of his own his own self. Uh, just as we heard in the sermon this morning, I mean, how quick do we scatter when things aren't going well? We go to our nature so quick. I mean, don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but it's true, <laughs> right? We, and we do, right? That's our nature. And for, for Abraham to say, okay, let's, let's go, this is, this is a profound faith as he trusts in the Lord and his promises. He knew God would make it okay no matter what. That's right. He, he would find a way. And actually in those days, God, well, God would never ask us to do a sin. You know, in those days, maybe it wasn't, it wasn't not the Ten Commandments yet. God would have, you know what I'm saying? He wouldn't ask him to sin. Sure, sure. Because he... He doesn't tempt us, right? He tests us, right? God tempts no one, it says in the book of James, right? So, so yeah, you know, again, you know, this is a, a picture of faith. Uh, and it's very humbling because I think a lot of times as, as Christians, what do we do? We say, oh, you know, God is great when these things happen. But when these things aren't happening, is God that really good? Does that make sense? And by faith, we say, yes, it is because his will is done and that's Jesus, but yet a lot of times in our sinful nature, we say, well, isn't there more? Isn't there something more important or vital in my temporary life that I need? And that's the tension. And here, Abraham, again, Isaac, 
what a, what a cherished son he was. Uh, but yet the Lord commanded him and he went. He was prepared, right, to do that very thing. But uh, the Lord, as he knew, would provide. And there he would provide uh, a sacrifice. And that sacrifice always points to what? At the end of the day, it points to Jesus. Very good. So by faith, um, Abraham trusted and he proceeded. And this is, um, I, I think, very, very humbling because, um, yeah, how easy we, uh, uh, we can uh, press the button of panic uh, when, when things are going against our own human will or reason. And this is faith, right? This is faith. Uh, how the world was created, that's faith. It goes beyond our own human comprehension, right? Um, all the things of the Bible, it's all by faith in, in the trust of Holy Scripture. So here we see Abraham really uh, taking charge in a sense of as faith would lead him in that charge. Uh, verse 19. Abraham reasoned that God could raise the dead, and figuratively speaking, he did receive Isaac back from the dead. All right, so in all things, what, where was his faith? Abraham. That God would provide and raise the dead. dead. That even if he was to be sacrificed, raised from the dead. I mean, I love my children, you know. I, I mean, Abraham, that's right. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, I don't call them their names. I call them by nicknames all the time. Um, if he names his son, Isaac, be careful. <laughs> he will be raised from the dead. No, no problem, right? Uh, uh, yeah, Abraham, I remember that. Garden Grove. That's right, that's... My wife's like, what's a good name? I'm like, Abraham sounds good. She's like, all right. Yeah? Yeah. All right. So uh, um, that's, that's how. <laughs> I know. It's just like, oh, yeah, it's, all right. Sounds good. Yeah, Elliot, Zoe. All right. Anyways, uh, yeah, Zoe, when my Greek teacher at Fort Wayne said, Zoe means the life in Christ. I'm like, if I have a daughter, that's a name. So we'll leave it at that. And, oh, we have a daughter, right? <laughs> I mean, not a. Surprise, but I mean, anyways, oh, wow, erase, you didn't hear that on, on YouTube, all right, so, <laughs> oh, you did hear, you did hear that, exactly, Nancy, exactly, all right, interesting that Abraham thought that God could raise the dead, because had he done that before, that Abraham knew of. Yeah, you know, and this is where that faith comes in. You know, uh, this is all looking forward to what? What's Abraham's line? It's always looking forward to Christ, right? So when we talk about uh, the picture of the resurrection, the picture of his line, all this by faith is pointing to all these by faith, all the by faiths that he is referring to always point to Jesus. So there is that aspect of there is hope. Uh, and that's why at any Christian funeral, there is hope, certain hope, assurance, because resurrection is true, and therefore we rise as well. So this is the picture. And what a faith that is. And that's the thing, friends. Uh, is life easy at times? No, right? Uh, <laughs> is it difficult at times? 
Yes. yes. Is it joyous at times? Yes. yes. Is it eternally joyful? Yes. yes. I mean, is there still tribulation? Yes. yes. But that's the paradox, isn't it? Because by faith, we're always looking forward to what? The Christ is risen. He is that's right. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I'm dancing, but... Um, <laughs> oh, you don't want to see me dance. Anyways, uh, <laughs> and that's an honest assessment. You don't. Uh, my kids say, don't ever do that out in public, Dad. <laughs> oh, I will. Oh, I will at your graduation. Anyways, uh, you're not coming then. I'm like, all right, I won't. Dance. <laughs> All right, verse 20, verse 20. So it could read that for me. I think Isaac was Jacob and Esau. Yeah. To their future. All right. So uh, you feel better, Marjorie. I, I I'm like, who's speaking? Oh, <laughs> I know your throat. I know. I know. But uh, this is referring to Genesis 25, uh, 29 to 34. Uh, you know the story of Esau, the firstborn. And uh, he was hungering because he was in the field all day and uh, he wanted food. And, and uh, Jacob uh, would do what? <laughs> he would say, oh, you want food? Give me your birthright. I mean, birthrights are very important, right? Being the firstborn is a huge Thing and uh, for stew, <laughs> for food, for an In-N-Out burger, you know, come on, right? Uh, it, there has to be more. But he was so hungry, and, and there he took it. But yet, even then, what happens? Uh, we very well know the story. Uh, uh, we'll talk about it here. But uh, here in your notes, uh, you know, as Isaac became old and his eyes grew dim. Uh, we know the story. He called on Esau for a blessing. He couldn't see well, and Esau was hairy. Yeah. Um, and by touch, you would assume. And there, Rebecca heard this, but yes, she remembered uh, from the Lord, Genesis 25 in your notes, the one shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. So remembering this, Rebecca told her son, Come here, real quick, real, real quick. You know, while, while uh, Esau's away, she prepares Jacob uh, to receive this blessing. And, and there, she, uh, there uh, Isaac would give Jacob this blessing. Now, interestingly put, uh, Isaac knew at the end of the day what had happened, but yet he doesn't change the blessing. Uh, he said, let it be so, Genesis 27. And this is, again, uh, uh, the picture of how the Lord was weaving his salvation story, even when uh, there would be these, uh, what's the word, these moments of trickery, right, that God continued to work through this line. And by faith, uh, there we would receive, uh, there they would receive the blessings. Uh, Verse 21, if someone could read that, verse 21. Okay, all right. Uh, so again, uh, when we talk about God blessing, his, uh, blessing each of the sons of Joseph, 
right? Uh, and this is the picture of Ephraim and Manasseh as, uh, as he would bless Joseph's sons. Here is the picture of Genesis 48, if you look at your notes. As uh, God Almighty appeared to me, as Jacob said to Joseph, uh, I will make of you a company of peoples and will give this land to your offspring and after you an everlasting possession. And there in that coven, he would bless Joseph's sons. Now, what is it about the staff, you think? The staff is uh, recalling um, how Jacob left the land with nothing but a staff to take upon his journey as God called him. Now that staff, when we go to uh, Psalm 23, what do we say? Yeah, right. And, and we look at that as uh, his word, right? The staff is the word that guides. It is by that very staff that the word would be the, the linchpin or the, the foundation uh, to all that is of the faith, right? That's why this word is so important. That's why you're here studying. Uh, it, it's, to, it's to be rooted in this very word that points you to Jesus, that points you to the possession that is yours in the eternal gift of our Lord, right? And that is your life of faith. Um, I was telling um, uh, Luis this week during our teachings, and uh, what a great uh, time that is always to teach. But uh, yeah, this is, this is the place where you hear God's word and the Holy Spirit works to, to not only uh, have you grow in the word, but also impart to you the forgiveness of sins. Right? And that is the divine service where God works on us. And what a precious time that is for each and every one of us to be there in God's word. Uh, because this is our faith. Right? Uh, and this is the faith that was given to all the, the faithful patriarchs in the Bible. The faith of his word. That, that's why you need to know his word. Because your faith can be diluted in so many different ways. I mean, we live in a world right now, I can't, you know, I always keep up on the... Um, religious news of the time, and all I do is pray a lot because it's happening. Again, no surprise, right? That's the thing, no surprise because the Bible had said in the end times there would be itching of ears, false teaching, all these things. The design is still true because our faith is in God and his word. That's where, the, that's where it stays, right? Right? And this is this faith chapter that points us to the overarching foundation for all of us is the faith. And at the end of the day, as you hear God's word and study it, there your faith resides. And that faith, just like it is for Abraham and all the line, it is Jesus. Flies, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. So... Very good. <laughs> I was doing that at communion because they were on the altar. There's three of them. I'm like, just go, guys, just go. Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, verse 22, verse 22. So could read that. All right, so Joseph was in Egypt. And, uh, no, that's not his homeland. It was to be in the promised land that the Lord would give them. And there he said, carry my bones before um, when I die to this land, because this is not my home. That is where my home is, right? And, again, when we talk about Joseph, uh, what a great story that is. Just in the book of Genesis, I know we're not there yet. 
uh, but we'll get there, Dave. I promise. We'll get there eventually. But uh, uh, the story of Joseph and all that he went through, the life of faith, through all the accusations that he was totally innocent, but he's thrown in jail, thrown in the pit, of course, you know, a soul into the slavery, all these things, but yet at the end of the day, uh, it was all for good, as it says in Genesis 50, right? All for good. And that good is pointing to the eventual inheritance of this promised land. Where there he's saying, bring me to that land because that's where I belong as a child of God. And what, you know, when we, when we talk about long game, do you ever see long game in your life? Like your long game? You know, your long game? Not your short game. Like, at the... <laughs> oh, wow. I did. Um, <laughs> no, but honestly, like, long game for all of us is, I mean, this time we have here in this life is very what? It's short. I mean, when you talk about eternal life, how long is eternal life, Chris? I mean, I can't even know what forever and ever it is. Like, we only know finite amount of time. Like, okay, uh, 104 years old. That's the oldest I've passed her to. But even then, you would think, wow, that's a, that's a long life. But when we think long game, that's actually a short moment in the eternal significance of what God gives to us. Right? So for Joseph, it's like long game was this is what God has given to us. And though he faced so many conflicts in his life... The big picture was, that's right, I'm in his promise. I mean, we say, that's right, right? But honestly, when you go out to the store today and you live out your week, just like I do, that's right. Uh, <laughs> so easy, we go to the short game and say, oh man, there's so much to do, so much to do, fixating on all these things, when in fact, long game is, that's right, I am blessed. And I'm covered by the blood of Christ, and I have eternal life, right? And this is the picture. I always tell that to my kids. They're so like, they're so on the, the zone of school and, Dad, I have to study. I'm like, did I study that much when I was his age? I don't say it out loud, but I'm like, I, uh, maybe. You didn't give as much homework, no. Or, or just my kids, my kid was more diligent than me. I don't know which one it is. Yeah, but they, they give a lot of homework. They do. They Every do. Yeah, no, I know. I, I get out the Spanish. We go over the Spanish. Get out the English. We go over the English. Get out the math, and I go talk to your mom. <laughs> math is where I stop. I wasn't, I'm more kind of on the artsy, creative side. So I, math, it's like, oh, I don't get this. Anyways, uh, but, uh, but again, you know, when we talk about long game, that's what Joseph was on, the, the, the promise of Christ. And that's, you know... Uh, I think we talked about this in a Bible study, was it last week? About strangers and exiles? Was that Hebrews? Or, or Genesis? I think it was Genesis, right? It's a test. But I think it was last week about strangers and exiles here. But, you know, uh, we are strangers and exiles of this world. And our faith is always looking forward to what is to come in his return. But that's what shapes us in our daily life. 
Uh, and that's why the word is so important, because there we get back into who we are in this life of faith. You know, once you stop hearing the word, you know where that goes. And I don't need to tell you, right? The world will say you're okay, but trust me, you'll go in every which way, and your faith will change. So uh, be in that word, always pointing to Christ and what he has done for us. This is our life of faith. And for Joseph, you know, that, that's that picture uh, of, of what is to come, the promised land, right? And for us, the promise is Christ. Okay. Verse 23. So we could read that. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw that the child was beautiful and they were not afraid of the king's evil. All right. So in the time of Egypt, what happened? Do you know the story about all the, the Israelites? They became <laughs> plentiful in number, right? And Pharaoh was like, whoa. <laughs> like, hold up, right? They're going to overtake us, so let's, uh, let's make an edict here by um, killing all the firstborn, um, all the males, right? Males kill women, girls, uh, baby girls keep, right? And, and here we see uh, what happens. Uh, as, uh, as the woman uh, conceived and bore a son, we see right here in Exodus 2, the kind of the biography of Moses, uh, and when she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. Now, what should she have done? She should have followed the king's edict, right? Uh, but yet, she obeyed who rather than man? She obeyed the Lord God rather than man. And this is, again, the faith of his parents, right? Like they preserved his life by following God rather than man. And why is that important? Without Moses, there is, in the, in the follow-through of Moses, well, I'm walking out too deep here. Right, let's get to my place. <laughs> this is no man's land right there. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to talk right there. But, <laughs> but uh, w- without Moses, I mean, we would have never, you know, we don't know how God would have worked, but this is the plan of God, Moses, Exodus, and all these. Without Moses, there is no leader. There is no one who would lead them to the promised land uh, on, the way to the, on the way to the promised land, um, as Moses wouldn't reach there, of course. Joshua would be the one who would reach. But without Moses, um, no. So when we talk about the plan of God in the midst of the king's edict, and, and what about Jesus? What happened there? When he was born, King Herod said, oh, this king? He wants to dethrone, I think he might want to dethrone me, so we're going to slaughter the holy innocents, all the babes, uh, in hopes of getting Jesus in one of those babes, and uh, we'll be, that'll be the end of that. And, and soon enough, what, what happens? Uh, uh, they, were, they were commanded to leave and go to Egypt to be safe for a bit, uh, and, and this is the picture. So from Moses to Jesus, we see how uh, the parents played a vital role in this life of faith, right? Interesting, parents. Parents. I think it's always a reminder of what we're called to do. Anyways, uh, I love that sound. Anyways, uh, I miss it. I miss it. All right, uh, verse 24. Verse 24. All right. So as he grew up, again, as he was actually privileged, 
to, to be part uh, of Egypt. Uh, he realized one day that when he saw an, he saw an Egyptian, uh, next page for you guys, he saw an Egyptian and, and he looked at this Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his people, and there, uh, after seeing this, he would beat down that Egyptian. And there, as it was all made known, and that is, as Pharaoh's, under Pharaoh's daughter, this was all made known. And that would open a can of worms, right? You just don't do that. So where did he flee? He fled to Midian, right? And there at Midian, who met him there by the bush that was burning? burning? (laughs) Is the Lord. And there at the burning bush, what did the Lord tell him? That you are going to be the one, right? To lead the people into freedom on the Exodus. So when you talk about faith and how that all works, from the faith of the parents to Moses, uh, to his fleeing to Midian, to receiving the word of the Lord by that burning bush, by faith Moses was led by the very staff, the word of God. And there he would lead the people. Right? So much had to happen as the Lord would work in his life to get to that very point of saying what? Let my That's right. And uh, this is the story of Moses. So by faith, uh, he followed. And again, um, he forsook all the privileges of being on that side of Egypt. Uh, Think about that. He forsook all of it uh, to lead the people. All right. Uh, Verse 20. Uh, Five. We didn't read 25 yet, did we? Oh, sorry. Yes, 25. Oh, sorry. Yes. 25? Yes. So what was, oh, good. What was the easy out here for, for Moses as a human being? Don, you're the engineer. You would know. <laughs> Moses, the engineer, would say, this would be the easy way out, right? Yeah. Be the Pharaoh's daughter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why not? You get all the Costco privileges. You know, you get the hot dog for $1.50. And uh, it's, good it's, good be- it's a good beat <laughs> on that side. But yet, what did he do? He knew what was at stake. And he realized, no, we're taking the faithful way. Now, do you ever face something like that in your life? I mean, as the days grow older in this life, our faith is being tested, tested, right? And uh, we can be chameleons and blend into the world. I hate lizards (laughs) and snakes, but we could be chameleons and blend into the world. Or or we can stand pat in our faith, and that faith is the word of God, right? How easy is it to flee? And it's not even just the world, our, just our sinful nature, the pleasures of sin, right? Right? It, it's so easy to just kind of say, so no, I'm going to do that. God can wait, and I'm going to just live in my way, in my nature. Uh, uh, my will be done. Uh, not his name, but my name. Not, not his will, my will. You know, we go through the Lord's Prayer, and, and you see that tension already. My kingdom, not God's kingdom, right? We, we, this is the tension that we face. And, and, and there we see Moses saying what? No, that's, that is the easy way out. But what is the narrow door? 
is Christ, right? It, it is the word, right? Um, you know, that's why as Christians you face tribulation. Right? We face trouble. But there is Christ, and that is our refuge. See how that all works. So, so again, uh, here, just a great picture of faith. Um, and in that faith entails attention that you've never seen before, Right? There is the spiritual forces of darkness that are working. And you're like, I didn't sign up for this. What are you talking? I don't want to know about <laughs> I don't want to know about that, right? I just want to live as I please. And when you go into this faith, as my professor would always say, you enter in this apocalyptic battle that you've never seen before. But yet you're not going, you're not going without the tools. You're going with the armor of God, and that's Jesus Christ, and all is well, because you have the triumphant promise that he crushed the head of Satan on that very cross. And here we see that picture of the life of faith, the long game, the big picture of our faith. There, that, is, that is what we keep our eyes on rather than the little, the little things, the, the, the close-up things, the short game things, right? We, we look at the long game, and, and that is a promise of God. Uh, Moses. Um, oh, man, he could have just said, no, I, I'm I'm good. <laughs> No need, Lord, in the burning bush to tell me to do this. I'm a mumbler, right? I don't, I mean, I can't even speak well, so, and you know what I've done in Egypt. They, they all know me, so I don't know. But he entered this life, taking up the cross, literally uh, following the Lord, right? Taking up the cross and following him. And that is uh, to deny oneself, and that's what he did in this life of faith. So, um, great picture. Uh, and that, that's what your faith is too, because your faith is Christ, just like it was for Abraham and Moses and all the faithful in the Old Testament. Right? Um, all right. Verse 27. We'll go one more because the kids I know are. Um, On the faith he left Egypt, unafraid of the king's anger, for he preserved as, though he saw him, who is invisible. So, who is the invisible one? Yeah, the image of the invisible God, as we see in the New Testament, is, of course, Jesus, right? Uh, The Word made flesh, but the invisible is uh, the one true God. By faith, he left Egypt, not being afraid of the anger of the king. The king did what to the kids? He he killed them. So, uh, anger level-wise, Don, if you make the calculation, it's pretty much a 10, right? He was torqued. He was, he was torqued? Is that what you said? Yes. Oh, all right. Yes. He was not happy. Uh, and you, you know that this would have brought a, a very uh, betrayed, the king would feel betrayed by Moses, and this would probably bring down the guillotine of judgment. Uh, spell that, guillotine. Anyways. Um, anyways, so, so here he left, uh, even though he knew what was to come, but yet, what was his eyes on? The things that he could not see. The invisible. And that is God and his word. Like Tom, you know, he has glasses just like me. of contacts. But we see through these things. Without them, we're, I'm blind, right? Literally, blind. And, uh, uh, and that's how it is with our nature, isn't it? But with faith, we see clearly the promises of God in the midst of this world. And for Moses to see the word of God, 
in all the variables that were there with Pharaoh and the anger and what would come, what he saw in faith was the promise of the unseen. That's faith, you guys. Right? Uh, and, and this is faith by the word. And that's why when you hear the word, something is happening. The Holy Spirit is working. That points you uh, to the unseen, to the scriptures, and to what is seen as well in the supper, right? As God is with us. So again, this is uh, pointing us to the, you know, the big picture as we are so enveloped by the small and the minute to see the big promise of God and say, that's right, I am blessed because you are. But pastor, life is this and this. I'm like, I know, but you are blessed. <laughs> are you kidding me? You know what my, you are blessed, Right? Because your blessing is the eternal, everlasting possession. And that is the promise of Christ and what he has done for you by his death and resurrection. So this is the picture, you guys, uh, of what we see in the invisible God uh, who is with us, who promises by his very word uh, life and salvation. So anyways, Moses would lead uh, through the burning bush as God would encounter him to freedom. And next week, uh, we will continue on. Uh, with the story of the Passover. So anyways, uh, why don't we stop there? Why don't we stop there? Um, let us pray. And dearly Father, we thank you for this day. Uh, we thank you for your word, Lord. Uh, by faith, Lord, lead us and guide us in our pilgrimage, knowing full well that through all things your word endures and that your word leads us as the one true eternal staff. Bless us and lead us, O Lord in Christ, and grant us uh, your faith as we live, move, and have our being by your grace. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this Bible study presentation from Faith Lutheran Church in Moore Park, California. For more information, visit us on the web at faithmoorpark.com.